Hey guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. The Black Health Academy is a affordable membership community dedicated to the eradication of the most common chronic diseases in the black community. Diseases such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, autoimmune diseases, and stress-related illnesses. Be sure to visit theblackhealthacademy.com to join the community, get in on the conversation. Welcome to the podcast. I'll be your host and Black Health Academy founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. I'm so excited today to talk about diet, mm-hmm. but not the traditional diet, Jay. Today, I want to talk about our information diets and how that particularly impacts our overall health. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And I can't wait to share with you kind of what sparked this idea for this conversation. Just really something interesting um, that I heard just recently. And so I thought, you know what, we should probably really talk about this on the podcast because I don't think many people consider how um, information and content consumption could right. impact your health. Right. You know what I mean? So really interesting. But first, let's deep dive into our Driven se- segment. Driven is our segment where we highlight an individual who has made a significant impact in health and or wellness in the black community. And today we're highlighting the one and only none other than Miss Coretta Scott King. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, because, you know... um, I think a couple of days ago was the 50-year anniversary of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. And we, our last episode was entitled The Power of the Healthy Black Woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and kind of thinking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and reminiscing on his legacy and his impact on our culture, on this country, um, I, I began to think about, you know, as they always say, who's... The driving force behind right. the man. Yeah, the wind beneath the, that person's wing. Exactly. Yeah. And it for sure was Miss Coretta Scott King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were so many. Um, I mean, they briefly on the movies. I'm not sure if you've ever watched any movies that they kind of did like a kind of. It was not, not necessarily a documentary, mm-hmm. or, but it was kind of. Um, they tried to do the whole movie and it was. He put he gave so much to the community. It was kind of hard to put it in this like right short condensed short condensed yeah you know time. And so because of that, her role and and it wasn't it it wasn't displayed well to me right. Even though she contributed so much, but to me it didn't show that you right. know. So you would really have to do your kind of like your own research to know more about Coretta Scott King. So I'm glad we're talking about her today. Yeah, she was really phenomenal. And just to kind of give you guys kind of a glimpse into some of the impact that she's had on America, the civil rights movement, and just supporting her husband. Um, she dedicated her life to providing both local, national, and international programs that have trained literally tens of thousands of people in Dr. King's philosophy and methods. She guided the creation and housing of the largest archives of documents from the civil rights movement. But perhaps her greatest legacy of all was spearheading the massive educational and lobbying campaign to establish Dr. King's birthday as a national holiday. I even think about, you know, that wasn't something they gave us or offered us. Um, we had to rally for that. We had to lobby for that. And to make, to go in front of, you know, Congress or government and say, my husband deserves to be recognized nationally every, that's a big 
Yeah, and, and I was disillusioned as well, thinking that, oh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Street or school or holiday. Or, right. I never really thought about the fact that for each of these things that someone probably had to suggest it and not only suggest it, fight for it. Absolutely. You know, how, how does one get um, a whole entire holiday you know or yep. a street or a building or a even a statue somewhere yes. you know right you never really think about that you kind of take it for granted like oh well he deserves it and you think if naturally they're that, gonna respect who, that who would who would argue that but right. no plenty That's of people subjective. absolutely and you know it's, you know i'm glad that she was not only by his side during the movement but even after she kept his legacy alive yeah and i didn't even realize how young his holiday was do you know dr marlon the King uh, holiday was only established in January of 1986. No, I didn't. Isn't that something? Yeah, because he died in what the 60s? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't. Even, I'm sure that was reluctantly given. Exactly. So. Exactly. As as most things are. Um, but she was <clears throat> just a couple more things about her. Um, she was the first woman to deliver the class day address at Harvard. And the first woman to preach at a statutory service at St. Paul's Cathedral in London. Um, she led goodwill missions to many countries such as African, uh, Afri many uh, continents, Africa, Latin America, Europe, and Asia. Um, and she spoke at many of history's most massive peace and justice rallies. So, I mean, she really, really, I mean, and her bio is so long. But one of the things that I'm sure both you and I are both proud of, too, which right. I'm sure many people don't know, is that she uh, converted to being a vegan in 1995 and spent the last 10 years of her life. And that's so cool because she was born in 1927. Yes. And that's just a testament to how when you know better, you do better. Because she probably ran across some information or met someone that was like, hey. It was her know. son. Oh, it was yep. her son. Yep. So her son is uh, Dexter uh, King is... Uh, a vegan and um she was influenced by him i love that even more because it was her son yes you know yeah and i was just telling you earlier how i was talking to someone that was 21 and he was just teaching me so many things and i love the fact that he was 21 because you know I, I i don't discriminate where i get my information from yes i do not discriminate. i don't care if you are there's things my daughter it's funny because when my son needs help with his homework and um, I asked him to, you know, get help from Morgan. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, if she don't know the answer, I definitely don't. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm saying that. Yes. So, yeah, I don't feel any type of way when because I know that she's in an accelerated class and, you know, she she's good at math. Mm -hmm. So where you get your information from. And sometimes it's good to go with the younger generation. Oh, kinda, yeah. To get, you know, because our information can kind of be a little dated. Right. Um, and not jiggy. Know? So that's. <laughs> <laughs> you want your information to be jiggy with it, do you not? <laughs> do you not? Case in point. <laughs> you know, so that's good for her that her son influenced her in that way. And I'm sure that he bettered her health. There's absolutely no way that he could not have. So that's good for both of them. He was able to influence his own mom. Absolutely. And she was able to take that information and really respect it from her own son. Yes. So that's what's up. I love that. Yes. Yes. So shout out to you. Thank you, Coretta Scott King, uh, for being a pillar in our community, standing behind your husband, his legacy, and more importantly, everything you did 
um, after his death, mm-hmm. you know, to ensure, mm-hmm. to absolutely ensure that his name, his legacy, his lessons, his teachings lived on. Uh, I was listening to a clip of one of his speeches uh, in a car today, and I just started getting angry. I was just, you know, the things he was saying and fighting for, you know, and he was just, you know, it was a a segment of one of his speeches where he was talking about, I haven't read, you know, anywhere where it says we're not all equal. I haven't read anywhere where it says, you know, freedom and speech no longer exists. Freedom of, you know, all of these things no longer exist. And why are we being, why aren't we allowed those freedoms? Freedom, you know, to protest, to gather, to vote, to to vote, everything. Yeah, use certain doors for for, um, businesses. He's like, where does it say that? Right. You know, and Mm -hmm. it was just so moving to think of our own history in this country. Yeah, and I'm glad to know that some people really um, are doing something with it. You know, some people are really taking advantage of our freedoms, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, some people are sleeping on it, but we can't acknowledge those people. But the people that are actually taking advantage of being able to go to whatever school and live whatever neighborhood and start their own companies and do all these things that we didn't really have the right to do. And even if we did have the right to do it, you know, we weren't respected in, in, in that um, aspect. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you to Coretta Scott King and Dr. Martin Luther King. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's move quickly into wait, what? I just have a short one. It's, it's really annoying, <laughs> but I wanted to tell you about it because I'm like, really? Uh, wait, what is our segment where we highlight something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? So, you know, I've been kind of on a roll lately, like getting, you know, new clients, speaking engagements, getting some, you know, traction for the academy. And I received a text message recently, uh, last week, from someone that said, greetings, I'm Smith. I need to know if you can handle physical fitness for my family and also need to know if you accept credit cards as form of payment because I want the best for my family. Thanks. And I'm like, okay. A whole family mm-hmm. wants some, you know, personal training. I'm like, totally cool. So I text him back and I said, yeah, yeah, of course. Can't handle it. Work with families all the time. Of course, we accept credit cards. And he said, thanks for the reply. I'm not around at the moment. I'm out of the city for business purposes, but I have a driver that will bring them in after I've sorted out the bills and all necessary things with you. I want to make an appointment for my fitness training service for my family starting on April 16th. Mm -hmm. So I want you to get back with me with the total estimate for one month of private training for two people. Here is their names. And then he said, for one month, one hour daily, two times a week. Like I said earlier, they will be coming with a private transportation driver for service. Okay. I'm like, okay. All right, private driver, come on down. You know, personal training, not a problem. I verified that, you know, they were in a metro area, and they were. And I'm like, all right. Right. This is okay. It's looking good. Looking good. I said, yeah, sure. I gave him his total, you know, over $1,700. And I said, um, you know, just confirming that you're in the metro Detroit area. He said, yes. He said, okay, I'm okay with the total cost, and I would like to make down payment with my credit card. But I will need a little favor from you regarding the private driver. I said, what is it? Mm -hmm. 
laundry, the longest text message in history. The favor is concerning the private bus driver that will be bringing the student on every training. He has not been paid because he does not accept credit cards as a form of payment. So I want you to help me charge my credit card for $3,500. When funds clear into your account, you will take $1,200 as your service fee. $150 for you as tip for the service. Render, including the charges, apply, and then you will help me deposit the remaining $2,550 to the... You see where this is going? He's trying to scam you out your money. Girl, this is one of those scams that you get in, like, your email. Have you ever got something like this? No. Jay, when I tell you I was so annoyed, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They're coming through text messages now? It's so sophisticated to me because it's, like, catering to your business. And exactly. Not only did somewhere you got my phone number, which is not surprising because I think we have it on uh, Professionally Fit's Facebook page and stuff like that. But you knew what I did, knew what service, like you said, concerning the business, what to ask me for, personal track, blah, blah, blah. Concocted this whole story to tell me you wanted training for your family. All right, not a problem. Here's my credit card. They're going to arrive. And basically you trying to do some type of credit card bank scam. That's why it's so good to be street smart. A hundred percent. You cannot discredit that. You cannot undervalue that. Like that is just something that you need. You can be as book smart as you want to be, but you have got to be street smart. You have got to be street smart. Girl, the last sentence says, kindly get back to me with the name of your credit card facility and how long funds take to hit your account as soon as card has been processed. He should have kept playing along with it. Like I, could, I am so excited to be working with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go ahead and give you my credit card number. Right. Maybe you can do it. Give my phony credit card. Girl, number. call me at this number. Answer. Uh, Detroit Police. How may we? How right. We? But I would, Jay. I was just like, you got to be kidding me with the scam. I was so mad at how much time this wasted. I sat down to calculate the. Right. Co- you know what I mean. I'm like, yeah, you know, because I follow up on leads. Scam. Straight scam. Unbelievable. I was uh, so mad. A, yeah, they didn't, they didn't move up in the world. Oh, for be, sure. You know, kind of cold calling or stuff like that. and Getting old senior, seniors that may not be up on it. But now they, they getting CEOs up in here. Like, you know what? Yep. All right, well. Yep. So you're going to do it? Look, miss, <laughs> missing the whole point. You know what I mean? You're going to follow up or what are we doing? So, so listen, you, so you know you're up to date with everything that's been going on lately with Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg and Kinda. giving out, you know. Yeah, information. And, and that the information was, you know, possibly used to manipulate the election and Russian, you know, fondling, fondling with the election. Fondling is too much. So recently, uh, just these past two days, Mark Zuckerberg had to go in front of Congress to kind of explain the breach of privacy amongst among Facebook users. And what I found really interesting, I was listening to it on a show called uh, The Daily by The New York Times, which is by far uh, one of my favorite podcasts. And so I listen to it every day. And during the you know, them going back and forth and kind of going over what Mark Zuckerberg said during the congressional hearings. The New York Times reporter said something that really stood out to me. And he said, you know, Mark Zuckerberg can't 
doesn't have the power to push the button on a nuclear missile or collect taxes or anything like that. He was like, but he is one of the most powerful men, you know, in the world. He's like, because he has the power to manipulate individuals' minds mm -hmm. and he controls their informational mm -hmm. diet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. You know what's even more interesting? Well, not even more, but whatever. I used to think, remember we talked recently about how when you look at something and it'll pop up on your Facebook as an ad or whatever. And I, I thought that it was mainly because you searched it uh -huh. on your phone or c computer or whatever. It's more sophisticated than that now. Mm. So... My niece was just saying, like, hey, I made a dentist appointment, and I didn't save my appointment anywhere. She said, I promise you, I didn't save it in my phone. I didn't do anything with this information. But now I'm getting ads about dentists, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, like, she's tripping. She must have done something. Mm -hmm. looked up. She, but she's been going to the same dentist. But you're saying she made a dentist appointment via phone. Via phone. A and phone now, call. Yes. And now she's getting ads about dentists. Right. Then we were, where my family is um, going out of, out of town, you know, we go out of town every year. So she sent um, some ideas and one of the places she sent was Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And now I'm getting, through a text message mm -hmm. to the family. And mm -hmm. now I'm getting, so it, I'm telling you, the manipulation, it goes deeper than you will ever These know. These algorithms is reading every phone number that you dial. What you say. Everything yeah. you say and everything you type. Exactly. It's what you type and what you say on your phone. So th that's even more reason, even more reason to be so careful about yep. the content you're consuming. Yes. Because you don't know how subliminally they may be per persuading you. Yes. In, in a direction, whether you know it or not. Absolutely. So, you know, with them, oh, okay, vacation Okay, let me just drop this on the, on the timeline or whatever. Absolutely. And I would have never, if she hadn't said anything about the dentist, I would have probably never put two to two together. Well, like, why am I getting that all? But I was like, come to think of it, she's right. Yep. Now you no longer even have to search it on the internet. They are just going through your text messages and listening to you on the phone. And, and it sounds so conspiracy theorist, but I promise you. Oh, no. no it doesn't don't sound far-fetched to me at all. Because everything is linked in the system. You dial that number in the system. That number is linked to a dentist's office. It don't even sound that... You know what I mean? Um, it's not even like six degrees of separation. It's like straight shot. Like, <laughs> I guess it's just so intrusive. Oh, you know? oh yeah. It's very intrusive. To Absolutely. Me. I agree. Because the whole goal at the end of the day is to increase somebody's bottom line. Mm -hmm. You know, by manipulation of your interests. Right. And that's why you have to now flip on the flip side, be intentional about the, in, in the information that you consume and digest. Because oh. if they're subliminally and you know, you're not even knowing that they're giving this information. Then you, on the opposite end, you have to knowingly consume information and knowingly, um, you know, deep dive, as you love to say, mm -hmm. into certain um, aspects that you're interested in and just not let the media control you, you know? Sometimes you have to specifically seek things out, like, you know, a documentary or going to the library to get certain books and yep. certain things because you have to be in control. And if you aren't 
you know, intentionally in control, then you're unintentionally being misled and possibly out of control. Yes. Yeah. And I think it gets harder and harder every day because we've become to, we've come to rely on our peers for information and we've come to rely on, you know, the community to tell us what to do Yeah. instead of being able to make a decision ourselves. Because do you find yourself, if you want to watch a video on YouTube, for example, looking at the views first? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we like, how many more people thought this was interesting before exactly. I decide? And even taking it a step further, how many people, bought, you know, because when you look at the likes, if if I see 30,000 people, I'm going to assume that they're repeat people that probably have, you know, subscribed. Okay. So this person has, enough, you know, a reputation of being worthy of being listened to. Mm, mm-hmm. That's how I think. Like when I see, oh, okay, a million or you know twenty five thousand on something. That Absolutely, I'm like, okay, this this person you know must have some cred, you right? Know <laughs> Absolutely, and that and it makes it extremely difficult. Number one, for you to kind of start your own because mm-hmm. people ain't gonna start listening to you till other people start listening to you or watching you or reading your stuff, right? Right, and so that's why it's. Uh, buying followers and likes is such a huge business mm-hmm. because we want things to be validated by our peers before we consume them. Um, but the what so besides that information about Mark Zuckerberg, another thing that made me kind of want to discuss our information diets and the impact that it has on our health specifically is because I love when somebody can consciously or maybe even unconsciously control what they decide to consume in the moment. So I was training a client this morning and, you know, I do a radio show twice a month. I do the health and wellness segment on an Internet radio show. And I always go live on Facebook when I do the radio show Mm -hmm. during my segment and so I that, this past Saturday, I did my radio segment. And of course, I did it on Facebook Live. And so I was training my client this morning. And she's like, oh, I just saw your uh, Facebook Live when you were in mm-hmm. the studio. And I was like, oh, cool. What do you think? And she was like, I can't believe how... She was like, because the first thing I did when I saw you come up in my feed is look to see how long the video was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, when I saw it was like, you know... I don't know, let's just say 13 minutes. She was like, oh, I'm not going to listen to the whole thing. I'm just going to see, you know, what she has to say. Mm -hmm. She's like, because I was in the middle of watching The Voice. (laughs) So So she said, she clicked on my video and started listening. And she was like, I kept saying words and phrases and sentences that made her wanting want to hear more and more. And she was like, and uh, a lot of things that you said begin to trigger different pieces of information in my brain Uh that I already knew. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I thought about, oh my God, you know, this is my coach. This is my trainer. I'm with her Mm -hmm. several times a week. And I haven't even implemented some of these things that she's saying on the radio show, but I've heard them all before. She's told me them all before, but I haven't implemented them. And so she's, you know, steady like something. Every time I wanted to stop listening, I kept getting more and more interested in what you were saying. She was like, so I paused the voice and end up listening to your entire mm-hmm. radio segment. Mm-hmm. And that really resonated with me because 
she was like, I specifically in that moment preferred you over what would have been just a relaxing entertainment on TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. That's exactly what she said. And I was like, wow. You know, so you decided to consume some information about health and wellness that was potentially beneficial for you versus watching something mindless on TV that allowed you to just zone out and not, you right. know, consider or critique anything. And it just got me kind of thinking about this whole concept of our information diet, what we choose to consume intentionally or unintentionally. Because mm-hmm. that was completely unintentional. But she was like, then... Even after I was done listening to you and I went back to The Voice, I started thinking about, okay, I really need to implement some of these things Mm -hmm. that she said, blah, blah, blah. And that's now going to overall impact her health, Mm -hmm. right? And so that was kind of a big deal for me because I'm like, we consume so much on a daily basis. Yeah. Some repetitive, some not. Yeah. And and I don't know if it's the... The repetitive information that affects us the most or the things that we catch a glimpse of that we tuck away in our subconscious. Right. That, you know, shows itself in different areas of our life, you know. And they may be equally powerful. It's both. You know, the things that have happened that we choose not to, like, you know, I've seen things that come down my timeline, for instance, and I'm so disgusted and repulsed by it. And I just don't want to think about it anymore. Mm. But there's no telling how many times I have actually thought about it when I've seen something that reminds me of it. And I just feel this certain feeling, but I don't know why I'm feeling it. And and then I react to it, but I don't know why I'm reacting Mm. that way. So controlling, and I've said this before, like controlling who... Facebook and social media gets minimized in a way that I don't care for. Mm. Like when people say, it's just social media, it's just Facebook, it's just... You know, you need to control your your social media. That's a huge part of your life now, just hands down. Let's yes. not ignore the fact that you scroll on Facebook all day and you scroll on Instagram all day. Yep. And I don't know anything about Snapchat and I'm not on uh, Twitter or anything like that. But if that's what you're on, control that as well. Yeah, absolutely. But when I say control it, I mean like literally filter what you want to see, not just the, the things that you like. Um, as far as like, uh, you know, like this page or the mm-hmm. pages. I mean, the people. Yes. If people post negative things, remove them, right? My my personal page with only like 300 or so friends. They are m- mainly friends, people who I've worked with, who I recently went to school with. And I get up, I actually get annoyed when I get a request. Mm-hmm. Like I'm friends with everyone I want to be friends with right, <laughs> right. Now. You know, you go to my fitness page, that's pretty open. But on this page, I'm pretty, you know, because I like the positive messages that come along. I like everything I'm kind of like learning from, laughing from, or entertained by in a good way. Yes. And I, I filter my timeline and my friends list that way because everything you do matters. Yep. I'm, and, and people want to minimize it like, well, it's just this and it's just that. When I first got into, um, you know, working out and eating right, I followed the same people mm-hmm. that inspired me. Mm-hmm. I, every day I was on their timeline because it aligned with what I wanted in my life. I, you know, this person's doing these exercises that I, I, I strive to um, achieve. This person is eating this diet that I agree with. I didn't go too far until I got my own way of thinking. Like, okay, this is me. This is what I represent. But when I was learning, I kind of stuck to the people who I wanted to kind of um, not necessarily 
mirror mm-hmm. or copy, but I wanted to implement some of the things that they did. Right. And I didn't want it to be too broad. Yes. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. So when you when you, especially when you're new, especially when you're new. Yes. This is not for the seasoned people who's like, okay, I know. Uh when you know, know how to filter it. Okay, I like what they're saying, but I'm not gonna take that part. Because we do that. Right. You know, you look at a person's information, it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm gonna date that recipe, but I'm not gonna add the you know you can do that now because you've been doing it for so, so long. long. You're right. new. You definitely need to pay attention to the information that you're consuming and who you're consuming it by because that becomes part of your psyche and who you are. Absolutely. Um, and you know, there's an actual book called The Information Diet that I want to read a quick insert out of because I thought um, some of it was really, really interesting as far as how they compare. Um, the content that we consume online to how we consume food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I'm like, yo, this is so crazy. So, um, excerpt from the information diet says, what if we started managing our information consumption like we managed our food consumption? The world of food consumption and the world of information consumption aren't that far apart. Both the fields of cognitive psychology and neuroscience show us that information can have physiological effects on our bodies, Mm -hmm. as well as fairly severe and uncontrollable consequences on our decision-making capability. Wait, read that back. (laughs) Exactly. Wait, go ahead. Read that again. Yeah. Both the fields of cognitive psychology and neuroscience show us that information can have physiological effects on our bodies as well as fairly severe and uncontrollable consequences on our decision-making capability. Mm -hmm. There are kinds of foods we're hardwired to love, salt, sugars, and fats. Food that over the course of the history of our species has helped us get through some long winters and plow through some extreme migrations. There are also certain kinds of information we're hardwired to love. Affirmation is something we really all enjoy. The confirmation of our beliefs help us form stronger communities. Mm -hmm. The spread of fear and its companion hate are clearly survival instincts. But more benign acts like gossip also help us spread the word about things that could be a danger to us. In the world of food, we've seen massive efficiencies leveraged by massive corporations that have driven the cost of a calorie down so low that now obesity is more of a threat than famine. Those same kind of efficiencies are now transforming our information supply. We've learned how to produce and distribute information in a nearly free manner. I mean, and it, it, it is so crazy how strikingly similar they are, the consumption of food and information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's, we like, just like food didn't used to be in such an abundant supply, it used to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Now it's an overabundance of it, just like there's an overabundance of information. And, and yeah, you just have to watch the ingredients. Yes, you exactly. You have to know exactly. Like, you gotta read the label not, on your information. Yeah, it's not equal. <laughs> yeah, definitely not equal. Like, who made this? What are they saying? <laughs> what's the what, source? What's the source? You know, what's the shelf certified? life? <laughs> right, like. What? I like that. Are you certified? Like, did somebody just make this in a basement, or well, right. did, did a, a trained chef or plant based nutritionist prepare that? Like, it's it's a level to information. It's a level to information, and we're consuming things from our peers that is 
that is truly driving our life decisions. And also our peers or whomever who you don't know their value system. You don't know their values. Exactly. Because results, we're, 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 result, we're impressed by results. Oh, they're in shape. They look exactly how I want to look. But do they re- do? What's your value system looking like? Mm. Some people don't care about nutrition. They're all on the, all these different, you know, uh, store bought synthetic things to make them look a certain way. Not saying that they don't exercise to get it, but it, does that align with your values? Do you want to do that mm-hmm. to look that way, or maybe you should talk to someone else who has a more natural approach? Like information is not equal. No, not at all. Um, and I think we've we've even dumb down our brain so much because we've come to rely on companies, media, and our peers to tell us what to think, believe, and do. So we don't have to put the effort into making those decisions for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one more paragraph in this book, The Information Diet says, just as food companies learn that if they want to sell a lot of cheap calories, they should pack them with salt, fat, and sugar, the stuff that people crave, Media companies learn that affirmation sells a lot better than information. Who wants to hear the truth when they can just hear that they're right? <laughs> this is very, very true. It's almost like no <laughs> argument to that. Like, right. I don't even know what to say next. This is just absolutely true. Right. But, that's, that, but you know what? That comes um, to try to overhaul that is basically um, like constantly, we say this all the time, being invested in information like go re, go get some books get you know a real documentary yes. go go and and learn more and then you you won't be impressed anymore by these affirmations or fly by night or 24 hours you got or 30 days whatever you will be like okay i know what the real is yes and the reason why we can i still watch documentaries i still listen to podcasts I still consume a lot of information, not because I don't know it, but just to reaffirm what I already believe in. So, <laughs> And that could be a problem. It could be a problem or it could keep you on track. <laughs> it could. Because you know what? I remember uh, during um, the Trump election, I, I was like, you know, I, I became really aware of the fact that I was just surrounding myself with information and people who already thought like me and just mm-hmm. constantly reaffirming myself. So I tried, to, I sought out a page that supported Trump. And I decided. Go on. Why are you always judging my ability to try and be better? <sighs> Sometimes it's just too much. Like How so? It's not because I don't think that's your ability to be better. It's just, it is. It's just me trying to see another point of view and making sure I'm not getting lost in my own sauce. Go on. I actually don't like you. Like, this might be our last episode. <laughs> you say better yourself. I say annoying. <laughs> I mean, at some point, you just got to draw the line and just. What's and wrong with what's trying to go listen to the other side of the argument? How was that extreme? Okay, so let me give you an example, right? Here we go. Right, we talk about conviction, right? Yes. You already were convicted in the fact that Trump was a no good, <laughs> egotistical, dirty, misogynist, racist, prick of a man. Correct. 
what good would it have what good did it do you to go to the other side with something that has been confirmed over and over and over again like why because you ever tried to make sense out of something that seemed completely illogical to you like okay keep talking just explain it to me because there may be something wrong with my brain that will make you be able to come to the conclusion that you're coming to and it a really close friend of mine was a trump supporter too and I'm like, okay, and I, I respect her. She's really smart. And I'm like, I need to make sure I have all the facts and hear the whole side. So I really, I went to pages that supported Trump, was reading posts and comments and articles. I'm like, let me just make sure that I'm not just over here drinking my own Kool-Aid, surrounded with everybody that's drinking the same flavor as me, and essentially just getting, you know, imbalanced with my beliefs. And so I just wanted to, you know, it, it, but but on that page, it's never going to pan out the way you think because no matter if you're on Trump support page, you're going to hear the the glistening, you know, flowy information wrapped up in a pretty red bowl right. or your favorite because that's that's what they that's what they want you to believe. I get and just it. Like our side is going to be like, oh my God, he's damn near the devil and he's probably about to have us all shit back. Remember we're <laughs> going back to Africa. All of that stuff. Right. So it, it really all it did was basically just give you it gave you another um look from someone else's point of view. But it really is not going to give you like un, an, an unbiased opinion. How do you find that? Well, because because some people really do try and talk logically. Like, okay, yeah, you guys are right about X, Y, and Z, but here are some things in which he may be beneficial. Like, yeah, I, I know there's going to be radicals who are like radicals on both sides, but sometimes you do have individuals who really do keep up with this stuff, who study it. Who you know can bring a deeper reasoning to it. So that's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm not. Well, am I judging? Judge on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you ain't got to swallow all hard and. <laughs> <laughs> Judge. Moving on. on. This was not supposed to turn into, but it always does because you always saying something out of, out of pocket. You always been extra. You. I know you ain't talking. <laughs> With the old school, I know you ain't talking, no. <laughs> wow, that's all you got. That's all I had. <laughs> hey, oh, I know you ain't talking. That was throwback. That was so throwback. That is such that I have no other argument. <laughs> I know you ain't I know you ain't talking. Actually, I am. Right. Okay, you weren't supposed to respond that way. Um, <laughs> Let me think about this. Moving so. on. I mean, yeah, I agree with you 100% that sometimes... You have to take yourself out of the equation and your preconceived notions and try to actually open your mind and your heart up to listen to the opposing view. Um, but it's hard when the opposing view is biased as well. And that's the site you're going to. I just wish it was somebody who was literally like, this person is from, um, you know, India. They, and right. they had nothing to lose nor gain. And Which is never truly true. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, other countries have a lot to lose their game based well, on who the American president is. I mean, so that one person not necessarily being impacted either way is all also very rare. That's all I'm saying. But the whole point is... Right. 
<laughs> Bring it back home. Your information that you consume literally impacts your health, guys. That's all we're getting across. And so when I talk to audiences and, and clients, I always tell them that when I leave here today, you know, you're you're all for everything I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. It sounds good to you. It makes a lot of sense. I'm solving some problems in your health and in your head that you've been unable to solve for yourself. However, this is going to provide diminishing returns. Right. Meaning the further away I get from you in your life, the more the easier it's going to become to return to your comfort zones and your old habits and your own ways. So the best way to implement changes into your life, into your health, is to make sure that you are intentionally inundating yourself with this information because you're always consuming information anyway. So why don't you intentionally structure some of that to be exactly what you need in your life to make the change you're seeking to change? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's all I'm really saying is that we can do better with not just controlling the food that's on our plate, but our, our you know, our psychological diet. Right, because our psychological diet controls what's on our plate as well it's like oh yeah it's like a give and take thing what what goes on our plate controls our psychological mindset and then our psychological diet controls what goes on our plate it's like you have to be intentional about both not Mm -hmm. to sound complicated or anything Mm. but it's a you know what it's a it's a natural the the best thing i can say when i begin to sound extra is all these things, you know, because I'm very conscious and aware of how extra it can sound, you know? <laughs> yeah. The best thing I can say, though, is once you start eating healthy and you and you start being really conscious of what goes on your plate and you start exercising and you get really conscious about how you treat your body, the, the rest actually will follow. You will want to get healthy in, in more aspects. That's yes. how so many people have. All these little the gurus you see. You know, that you follow, oh my God, this fitness expert with millions of followers and this person over here, this chef who has led, you know, reverse illnesses with these plant-based. They all started with a conscious decision that I want better for my health, whether it's for me or for my family, and it grew. It didn't start this big platform of, I'm going to change the world or I'm going to know all the information. It started with just a little bit of information. Mm. Because you can only consume so so much information at once anyway, and then it sticks. Mm -hmm. So once you start learning how to do something healthy... It will, and you stay, and you stay on top of it. You can't just be like, I went to, you know, vegan soul and ate vegan food, and then you're back to eating a burger. No, you have tomorrow, the next day. And then once you, because naturally, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of um, quinoa. Let me find that little, but and then your timeline or your your YouTube line or whatever will start getting filtered with suggestions. Oh, you were just watching. this how to prepare a vegan taco. Right. Do you want to hear about this, how to reverse heart disease? Exactly. <laughs> really. And, and and then it will start to like, all the things will start, to, all the suggestions will start being made. You'll click on that and then you'll learn more. That's exactly how it happened. Absolutely. Me. So make them algorithms work for you in your favor. Make them work for you in your favor. I yes. mean, it's free. Why not? Why not? change your whole entire mindset for your own benefit or for your family's benefit. Yeah. Like the more information you have that's healthy, the more healthy habits you'll have. Like it's just bottom line. You'll be a fool to ignore new information that will make you healthy inside and out. I agree. Uh, 
<laughs> I was on YouTube today and this uh about to watch this video about like meditation and stress management or something and I noticed it had 1.4 million views mm -hmm. and then the video was six months old it had been uploaded six, six months ago and then right below that was Cardi B's interview on The Breakfast Club mm -hmm. just uh, a day ago mm -hmm. it already had 1.1 million views and I'm like, it took this stress management meditation video six months to get 1.4 million. Cardi B's new album and about her pregnancy literally took less than 24 hours to get 1.1 million views. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, you know how the world is. Yeah, I mean, I mean it wasn't surprising. It just made me sad. Like... <laughs> It is sad that you're more concerned about something that you have nothing. And it doesn't even stop at Cardi B, though. No. It stopped. It, it, the less you have to do with it, the more you seem consumed, people seem consumed with it because... Oh, yes. That's a very good point. Yeah. The less... As long as you don't have to move a finger or an inch. Right. Let me watch this. Let me watch this. Get in let somebody's me, business. Let me be preoccupied with this. Let me even sometimes share this and seem to care about this. Oh, um, one of the things that annoy me to the the utmost is people posting um, things like, just to remind y'all, Flint still has no water. Just to, um, mm. oh, just to, you know, remind you guys or whatever about Flint with no action behind it. Yes. It's always like, oh, okay, so you do nothing? Have you even sent any money or, you know, put any truck on in your car? Right. Uh, I mean, in water in your car and drove out there. You know what I mean? So just sharing information or, you know, getting information is not good enough. You have to be, you have to act on the information. I think we talked about that several episodes back that people really believe creating awareness is action. Is they're doing their part. Yes. Even in their own lives. You know, you, you feel like sharing information about a black man that has been murdered is doing your part, but it's not. Like, okay, we got the people out in the streets marching. They're doing their part. There's somebody who's probably trying to create a bill that's doing their part. Like, if you want to pretend to care about this thing, you need to be talk with your feet. <laughs> talk with your feet. <laughs> talk like, with your feet. Actionary. We say we care about health and wellness, and there's thing we have things that we stand behind. This podcast is one of them, right? So, you can't just say you care about things, mm -hmm. and and there's no action behind you it. You need the action. You need the you, action yeah. behind it. Information is not. Power, just knowing. So, oh, now we know who Flint doesn't have water. Yes. No, be actionary, and that's also with your health. Don't just consume the information and do nothing and just sit on it. Now it, you know exactly what we. I call that shelf help. You do instead of self help, <laughs> right? You know, like do something with the information you receive. Absolutely. And do do something with the information you want other people to kind of download. Be actionary with that because yes. you and I were talking about. How everyone has a lane. Remember at the um, the the expo, uh -huh. like everyone has a lane, and sometimes you're meant to lead, and sometimes you're meant to follow. Mm -hmm. But when you step on the forefront, saying Flint doesn't have water or whatever it is that you're trying to cause attention to, don't let that share button be your last resort. Yes, like you didn't do your part. Just to be clear, yes, you didn't do your part. 
You angry? Yes. <laughs> you know that makes I, me angry. I, I love it. it. Like, I, yes. come on, do something. If health and wellness is your lane, what are you? Are you? You know, do a podcast. Go speak to some people, or even try to convince. Get your family together and try to get them healthy. Like, absolutely. Don't just sleep on your information or make it just for your own benefit. If you say to cure, and that's your button. No. I think we can drop the mic on that. If you're in the market to get healthy. <laughs> And make a change in your health and wellness and finally do something with the information you've been consuming on this podcast every month. Then join us over at theblackhealthacademy.com. Jay made some phenomenal points this evening, guys. And it's completely impossible to make a change in your health, make a change in your life and make an impact in our world. If you're carrying chronic disease, if you're dealing with chronic fatigue, if you're dealing with autoimmune disease. So take you know, our word for it, take our example and make sure you implement a healthy change in your life to ensure that you're going to be here long enough to see the impact of all of your hard work, right? So that's the blackhealthacademy.com where you can enjoy now a 14 day free trial of the academy before you com- commit for just $29 a month. Thank you to everyone who has taken our survey. If you haven't, make sure you visit us over at Instagram at the Black Health Academy or the website at theblackhealthacademy.com right on the homepage. You just click, you'll see, take this survey to receive lifetime access inside of the academy. We're launching a new brand new platform soon. And the first 50 people to take the survey will receive, receive lifetime access. So we're more than halfway there. So thank you to everyone who has done that for us because we want to make sure that we're constantly providing you content that's relevant that enters you and in a manner in which you can consume it the best so that's the blackhealthacademy.com as usual we'll be back here in two weeks with another episode but as always you can catch us every friday for the 60 second tip of the week so make sure you're following the black health academy on either itunes soundcloud or stitcher or any podcast app we're also now available on the pods in color website which is a website dedicated to all podcasts by black folk hello so if you're looking for other awesome podcasts by your people go over and visit pods in color until next time we'll see you peace